This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Perhaps no one in the Bible suffered more persecution, met more opposition, or was attacked more ferociously for preaching the gospel than Paul the Apostle. Paul was a radical Christian, simply sold out to God. Nothing moved him, knocked him off course, distracted or caused him to change his mind about the things of God. Paul was firmly planted with a passionate position on who he was in Christ, what he believed, and what he knew his purpose to be. Perhaps that is why Pastor Ray, in this exciting two-day series entitled Living a Laser-Focused Lifestyle, uses Paul's very own words in describing the lifestyle he felt we should all imitate. Pastor asks, are our priorities simply out of order? Are the things of God still first, or are we using the things of life as an excuse not to serve Him as radically as we should? Here's Pastor with more on that Apostle Paul laser-focused lifestyle. Now, now this, this is what we left off last time. It says, but none of these things move me. I want you to underline that. None of these things move me. Not the chains that await me, not the tribulations, not the tricks, not the booby traps of the enemy. None of these things move me. Listen to what Paul is saying. These things don't move me. They don't alarm me. They don't deter me from my purpose. And that's what really we have to look at as Christians. Are we allowing the things of life to move us? Are we allowing the challenges that come our way to move us? Or are we immovable and planted? Just like Paul, he says, I don't even count these things. I don't even make an account of none of them. I don't let them trouble me, startle me, shake me, stir me up. I am just laser focused on moving forward and getting the things of God done in my life, the purpose for which God has called me. Because when you know your purpose, purpose, purpose actually fires your passion. Passion is what really brings your purpose about. But when you're focused on your purpose, your passion stays really fired up. And when you stay fired up, you become immovable. Nothing is going to take me from my place. Nothing is going to move me from my spot. Nothing is going to cause me to back up, give up, give in, give out, throw in the towel. Nothing is going to cause me to turn and run away. Am I speaking to anybody here tonight? Come on. So you've got to know your purpose and you've got to have that passion. So you've got to, you've got to identify what, what does God have for you to do? Now we all have to get up, you know, go to work, come home, watch Jeopardy. You know, we all do that. I'm not condemning that. But there's got to be a greater purpose beyond the everyday mundane things that you do. All right. You've got to know what is it? What did God, what giftings and abilities and what is it that God has given you specifically to work on and to, to develop and to grow in your life? Because by knowing those gifts and abilities, you begin to work on them, you begin to do them, and passion, passion starts to come forth. And that's going to drive your purpose to, to greater places. But we have to be purposed that we're not going to be moved. Amen. We're just not going to be moved. None of these things, none of these external pressures are going to move me. The devil, more than anything, wants to move you. He wants to move you out of your place and out of your position. He wants to move you away from your purpose and your passion in your life. 
And Paul said, I know what I've been called to do. I know the purpose for my life. And none of these things are going to cause me to be moved from that purpose. Nothing is going to cause me to turn around and run away. He said, but none of these things move me. And then I love this part. He says, nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race and the ministry to which I receive from the Lord Jesus Christ to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And uh, he says, none of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself. He's not counting his life, man. He's not, he's not, he's not holding on to his life. He's releasing his life and giving his life for the things of God and the purposes of God. Come on. Can you see that? That's what you and I are called to do. Lose ourselves for the kingdom of God. So to be moved, it needs to be knocked off course, to stumble, to change one's position, or, ready, to change one's mind. You see? Now, now, if you're not careful and you're moved by emotions and by your flesh, and by, you're going to start changing your mind with every blow, you know, every time the wind blows, your, winds, your, your mind's going to change. And when you, when you have that kind of up and down kind of changing your mind all the time, well, the Bible says it calls you unstable in all your ways. And he said, let not that man think he's going to receive anything from God. Because one day you believe, next day you don't. One day you do, the next day you don't. One day you're believing for whatever and the next day. So he says, to, to be moved means to knock off course, to stumble, to change one's position or to change one's mind. And really, can I give you the, what it means to be, to, to be moved? It means to be unstable. If something can be moved, it means it's unstable. Things that are stable can't be moved, right? Bridges don't move, thank God, right? Houses don't move, thank God. They are stable because they are ready, firmly planted. Are you firmly planted? Are you firmly planted in the Word of God? Are you firmly planted in what God has for you to do? Are you firmly planted in your confession of faith? Are you firmly planted in all that God has called you to do? Because really, 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 if you're not firmly planted, then you're not going to make it. So if you're going to make it, you're going to have to be laser focused. And we need some more laser focused people in the body of Christ. If you're going to make it, you've got to be laser focused on doing the Word of God, on being consistent in your faith, and being consistent in your practice of the Word of God. Come on, am I speaking to anybody here? You can't be this up and down kind of Christian, in for two, down for one, up for six, down for four. You know, I mean, it, it, you, you got to be consistent with your walk, and consistent on the Word of God, and consistent in what you believe, and refuse to be moved from your position, and, and from what you believe, refuse to back off because it's in that place where, let me tell you what, you're going to see great things happen. You're going, to, you're going to see yourself move into greater dimensions with God and with the Spirit. And you're going to see yourself move into greater places of blessing and increase and prosperity in your life. Because you refuse to be moved. You refuse to be moved. So Paul writing to the Corinthian church, he says, but thanks be to God. How many of you are thankful to God? Amen. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Who gives us what? Gives us the what? Thanks be to God who gives us, not might give us, not sometimes gives us, but we always get the victory. We win, no matter what we win. Say, I win. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. We've got the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And he goes on to say, therefore, my beloved brethren, now he's giving you keys to getting that victory and holding on to that victory. And, and he says, therefore, my brethren, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, 
always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So what is he telling us? Therefore, my beloved, be steadfast. In other words, be firmly planted. Don't be up and down, up and down, up and down, but be firmly planted in what you believe and what you know and what you understand to be of God and of His Word. Be firmly planted, immovable, steadfast. In other words, do not be moved, just like Paul said. See, he says it here again. He says, teaching us that we we can't be wimpy Christians. We can't be, you know, blown around by every you know, wind, you know, that comes our way, we've got to stand our ground and be tough and be immovable. Be firmly planted, immovable, steadfast, keep on going. Let nothing move you, not people, not situations, not the devil, not, not a, not a, you know, a report. Nothing can, should move you. Nothing, nothing should get in your way. Be immovable and steadfast. That's called really digging your heels in. See, are you ready to dig your heels in? Are you prepared to plant yourself and refuse to be immovable? Always be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. I love it. I love it. We need, we need to be immovable. So in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse, um, well, let's, let's read this. Um, uh, let's see, where are we going to start? Okay, here we go. Let's start at chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. So what do we do? What are we supposed to do? Not lose heart. Or here's another way, say not lose courage. We've got to be courageous, all right? But we have renounced hidden things of shame and not walking the craftiness nor handling the Word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Now listen, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, would shine on them. See, the, the enemy is trying to blind people. Now, of course, people that don't know the Lord, they're already blinded and they're being bound. We've got to pray that these blinders would be lifted and that the gospel, the message of the gospel would gain, gain entrance into their hearts. We've got to, see, that's why we come together and we pray. That's why we come together and we, we, we pray once a month. We pray before the services that people that would walk in these doors that don't know the Lord, that that veil would be removed, it would be torn, it would be ripped away, that the glorious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ would enter their heart and change their lives once and for all. He says, for we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ, the Lord, and ourselves, your bondservants, for Jesus Christ. And let's read down, because I want to go in verse 7. He says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. Did you hear what he said? Hard-pressed on every side. I mean, pressure came, but we weren't crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Sometimes we fall into situations we don't understand. We don't, we don't understand the fullness, but we're not. We're, we may be perplexed about something, but we are not in despair. Why? Because we're holding fast our confession of faith. Amen. We're being immovable, steadfast, firmly planted. We refuse to be moved. We don't know. God, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here, but I know that you do. And I'm going to hold fast my position. I'm going to hold my place until I bust through to the other side of where I, where I want to be. I don't want to be here. I want to be somewhere better. I don't understand it, but I'm not going to get in despair about it. I'm not going to get depressed about it. I'm going to hold fast my, my speaking to anybody here, I'm going to hold fast my position. See, you've got to be immovable. You've got to be steadfast, immovable. I refuse to be moved. So he says, 
perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. In other words, I may go through persecutions, but I know that God hasn't forsaken me. And sometimes, you know, God will let you go through a persecution here or there because maybe your trust is too much in people and not in the living God. You're, you're trusting people to try to make you feel good, make you, you know, encourage you. And, and sometimes those very same people that love you turn out to be people that don't love you anymore. So he says, he says, you know, I may feel persecuted, but I'm not forsaken because I know that God will never leave me. God will never forsake me. God will never let me down. So I may be persecuted, but I'm not forsaken. Struck down, I may fall a few times. I may trip up and fall. I may, you know, I may stumble along the way. I might stumble with tiredness. I might stumble with weariness. I might stumble with something else, but I am not destroyed. In other words, I'm not going to let this little trip up destroy me because I know that I serve a God that loves me and will pick me up every time and help me to get to the end. Come on, am I speaking to anybody? But we've got to be purposed to not, we've got to be firmly planted. I will not be moved. This, basically, this is what Paul is declaring. Because of all these things, I, will not, I refuse to be moved because I know that this is true. All of these things, hard pressed, not crushed, perplexed, not despair, persecuted, not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. So the devil may knock me down a few times, but I'm going to get up fighting. You knock me down, you watch out, because when I come up, I'm coming up fighting. You bring me down, I'm coming up twice as angry at you. I'm coming up twice as hard at you. I'm going to, you're going to try to come again. You're going to try to cause trouble. Well, get ready because I'm going to trouble you. Come on. I'm going to trouble the trouble. Hallelujah. Said I'm going to trouble the trouble. Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. The life of Jesus being manifested in our bodies. In other words, people are going to see the light and the life of Jesus in us. They may see us go through stuff, but we've got the life of God that picks us up and illuminates us and strengthens us and carries us through. The life of Jesus may be manifested in our bodies. That's what sets us apart from the rest of the world that don't know the Lord. We have a source that we are connected to, God Himself. We have within us the life of Jesus Christ that sustains us and heals us and blesses us and touches our lives in every way. For we who live are always, live, are always delivered to death for, the, for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our mortal flesh. And he says, so then the death is working in us, but life in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore spoke. In other words, what is the spirit of faith? The spirit of faith is, I believe and therefore I speak. Amen. Did you all get that? That's why you've got to be firmly planted, immovable on the Word of God. You can't give up on the Gospel. You can't give up on this. So many Christians have quit, given up, moved out. The devil moved them. Moved them right out of, out of place. You've got, to be, you've got to be the kind of Christian that's firmly planted. It says, I believe. I may not see it, but I believe it. And therefore, I'm going to start speaking it. Because that's what the spirit of faith is all about. What kind of spirit do you have? Do you have the spirit of faith? Do you have the spirit of fear? If you have the spirit of faith, you believe and therefore you start speaking, man. The trouble comes, I start speaking. I don't talk about the trouble, I start speaking the Word of God. I start talking about my God. I start talking to my God. Come on, are you all with me? Right? 
So, and since we uh, have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believe, therefore I, sp- I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. That's what we're supposed to do. We believe the word, we speak the word. That's why you got to know the word. And that's why you can't be moved off of the word. See? You've got to, you've got to, listen, in all my years of, of ministry, I've had all kinds of crazy things happen. Even before I got to this church, you know, and other churches that I had been in, crazy things happen. I remember I was in one church for a very short period of time, and, and the pastor was like this bondage kind of pastor, just wanted to control everything you do, and you had to go to him and ask. I thought, what, are these people are crazy being in there? I'm going to ask you about this and about that. I mean, don't I have free will? And don't you think I can hear from God? Don't you? I mean, I appreciate spiritual counsel when I need it, but I don't need somebody stepping me through every baby step of my life, you know? But he wanted that because he wanted control on the people. He was hard, very heavy-handed, you know? And, um, and I had to, you know, I had to really fight to get out of that and fight to, to, to it, was, it was a trial for me. And I had to rise up and, in faith and say, God, I trust you and, and you, you'll get me out of this place and you'll bring me to where I need to be. And I had to stand my ground and, and start to speak the word, you know? So I've had things come against me and uh, people come against me and all kinds of things. But what you have to do in times like that is you've got to rise up, be immovable, firmly planted in the Word of God, knowing that your faith is going to work if you'll work the Word. Come on, are you with me? All right. I believe, therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore we speak. If you believe, start speaking. If you believe the Word, start speaking the Word. You see, really, technically, uh, or or. Not tech. Ultimately, what you're going to do is you're going to, you're going to speak what you believe. That's why you can identify from a person's mouth where their level of faith is by the words that come out of their mouth, right? So we also believe and therefore we speak. We speak what we believe. We believe the word. We're not going to move. We're immovable. How many of you are immovable? I refuse to be moved. I refuse to be moved. I refuse to be moved by anything. You can't move me out of this church. God brought me here. I hope you have the same, you know, God, can't, can't move me, man. You can't, nothing's going to move me. Nothing's going to discourage me to, 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 to quit or to give up. Nothing's going to move me, right? I believe and therefore I speak. So I speak in accordance with God's word because that's what I believe. And that's what you're supposed to be doing. Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us, uh, us with, with you. And then he says, verse 16, I love it. You ready? It says, therefore... We do not lose heart. In other words, we don't get discouraged. We don't quit. We don't give in. So this is like a command. He's saying, we do not, we do not lose heart. He's exhorting them. He says, look, because of all these things, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing or getting older and decaying, yet our inward man is being renewed day by day. You see, you've got to, you've got to know the distinction between the inward man and the outward man. Too many people and believers are being more ruled by the outward man than being led by the inward man. The outside man, the, the, out, the outer man, is decaying. You know, you can't do it. Listen, you know, I, I, you know, I used to be better looking than this. You know, I used to have black hair. Or dark, dark brown hair was almost black, you know. I used to have a, a really tight face. It's not so bad, but... The outward man is decaying. It's, you can't stop that process. We can slow it down. Slow down, baby. <laughs> Don't get ahead of me now. I still got stuff to do here. You know what I'm talking about, right? So, 
So our outward man is decaying, but the inward man is being renewed and getting stronger Amen. every single day. Amen. See, so you got to put more attention on the inward man. So if you're going to be immovable, you're going to have to be led more by the inner man than the outward man. I don't know if that helps anybody. Now listen to how Paul, I love the way Paul says, he says, for our light affliction, for our what? Our light affliction. He calls every affliction light. I mean, I know some believers, they get up in the morning and they can't find the right dress to wear and it's just blow church off, blow it, you know, or have a, have a hissy fit thinking it's the worst thing in the world. Or somebody else, you know, they have a little problem in, in, at home with the kids or whatever, think it's the end of the world. And Paul calls what happened to him being beaten, being left for dead, being abandoned, being left cold and hungry. Well, he calls these, these light afflictions. Man, you know why? Because he was so passionately positioned in what he believed. He knew his purpose was laser focused on it and refused to be moved. When you know your purpose, you can't be moved can't be moved. For our light affliction which is but for a moment. But for, in other words, these afflictions, these things, they change. Everything changes. There's a season to everything. Comes and it goes. And that's really important because sometimes if you're not careful you'll end up making wrong decisions in a not so good season. Because you don't like the season so you want to throw everything away. But you have to know that you have to look at what's going on. This light affliction. In the scope of things, this is a light affliction. In the bigger scheme of things, this, this is a light affliction. Which is but for a moment. In other words, it's going to change. Everything is subject to change. It is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So the light affliction is working something in our lives. Now I'm not, I'm not preaching about suffering. I don't believe God wants you to suffer. I don't think suffering is of God. I don't think sickness and disease is of God. But I do think that trials, tribulations, challenges that come our way that are purposed by the enemy to trip us up is what Paul is speaking about here. This light affliction is but for a moment. But in other words, whatever the devil throws at us to try to trip us up, when we are immovable, everybody say immovable. immovable. Firmly planted. Come on, say it. Firmly planted. What happens when we are in that position, we become stronger as a result of what the enemy tries to throw against us to trip us up. He said, this light affliction, which is but for a moment, now this trouble is going to change, it's going to be over, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. I don't know, it's working, it's working something in my life and in your life. When we stand our ground, tough and strong, on the word, declaring boldly, this is the spirit of faith we believe and therefore we speak. Hallelujah. You hurl something at me, I'm going to hurl the bomb of the word back at you. I'm going to blow you up with the word of God. I'm going to blast you right out with the word of God. And then, this is really important, while we do not look at the things which are seen, you can't be a sight walker, you have to be a faith walker. But at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. In other words, don't get so hung up on this world and your momentary affliction or whatever it is. Keep your eye firmly focused, immovable, firmly planted on the Word of God and that which you cannot see, the eternal Word of God. Hallelujah. We do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC radio ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.